Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm going to be talking about Carve the Mark by Veronica Roth. It's the first book in a duology, so let's carve the magic of books. First off, uh, this is a YA book. It leads very heavily into the, some of those YA tropes. Not all of them, and none that are too egregious or too bad that makes you not want to continue reading it, but it does fit there. I thought it was really good. It's definitely not bad, even if it's YA. It's It was very good. I is loved it the whole way through. I read it from start to finish almost as fast as I can. Um, I didn't really have any big issues with it. There's a couple small things that I'm going to talk about. I thought the writing style was very unique. I really uh, enjoyed the world building and the character perspective shifts that we see from one character and then we see the other character and then back to the one. I'm glad that we stuck with just two characters. That really made it nice. Everything felt really consistent and really growing. It was why without feeling too, you know, like dumbed down for for younger kids or young adults. So I really liked it. I think I don't really think I can say anything else without really spoiling it. The the story is a good story. It's kind of it's pretty unique while following these tropes. So I think we're just gonna have to get into it. Unfortunately. So well, here's one thing first. The uh, carve the mark. When I read it, I wasn't sure kind of what that was supposed to mean as a title. You know, sometimes you get titles and it's like, oh, that's exactly what that means. And with this one, didn't really know. So I was, uh, I went in, you know, pretty blind, and I thought it was really good. So let's just kind of start off. We have our our main characters here, Syra and Ekos, and Ikos is part of the Thufe. They live on a planet, and on the other kind of not side of the planet, but across this field of stock grass is the Shotet. And Syra is a Shotet, basically like a Shotet princess, but not quite exactly. So the Shotet don't really get along with anybody. They're kind of violent. They're kind of the bad guys of this book. The Thuve, you know, it's really interesting to start with Ikos and only give him two chapters. And then immediately switch to Syra for a good chunk until we switch back. And I really felt, I really liked that in the beginning we have longer sets for each character. We have one long Syra and we have kind of a longer Akos. And then we start shifting back and forth a little faster and a little faster. I thought that really played with the pacing and it really kind of helps you kind of reset a little bit while still keeping the tension high because you're seeing different parts of the story. And that means that Veronica Roth can kind of increase the tension at different points as she wants. So the uh, we don't really know what the uh, main point of the book is near the beginning. We know that everybody gets a current gift as they grow up. And the current is kind of like the magic force that goes throughout the whole world and all the worlds and like the galaxy, which is not the whole universe, but it's kind of like the whole universe for this story, at least. And... You know, some people have cool ones. You know, one person can fix things or you can you have oracles that can see the future. And I'm like, wow, that is a tough calling to have to be an oracle, to have to see all the futures and decipher it and pick what's best for everybody and not just for your family or for you. Now, let's talk about those oracles for a little bit. 
Sifa, the mom of Akos and Aisha. I, I don't know how to say his name, so Aisha is kind of how I said it. But, you know, she says war is coming. What is her endgame? What was her plan to, you know, why did she have Akos and them get kidnapped? Why not pull them away? And it's like, oh, these fates are crazy and such. So this is an important part, though. When uh, an oracle, the oracles all see the kind of the same thing and they, they know what's going to happen for sure, then that is your fate, and certain people are fated. And pretty much no matter what you do, that fate will come to pass. So, kind of interesting. But, yeah, okay, this is one of my, a little one of my nitpicks. There's the assembly. They're over everybody, all the galaxies, except the Shotet. The Shotet don't really play by the rules. They're not in the assembly. And I don't know if it's because they're kind of looked down upon by everybody else, because they kind of are, because they're really not very technological, but they are and aren't. It's, it's, you'll see it when you read it, if you've read it. But the assembly makes the dumbest, the weirdest decision of all. We're just gonna reveal all the fates of the coming people, of the, of the up and coming generation. Doesn't matter why, we're just gonna do it. What? You're just gonna reveal the fates? Like, they kept, oracles don't tell everybody for a reason. It's gonna happen whether people know about it or not. But if you have people knowing about it, they're gonna try to get out of it or stop it, and that's gonna cause issues. Not because they'll stop it, but because They'll hurt other people or they'll make more chaos, you know, to, to stop it. So I was like, that's just dumb, especially when you have a couple of these fates that are like, ah, this is our new chancellor. And like, ah, this guy is going to do this. It's like, what? The assembly, you're just dumb. You're just super dumb. That's, that's not what you should do at all. So that's my small one. Now we're going to talk about kind of the uh, the actual story here. Syra is the Shotet, kind of like Princess, and her brother Ryzek is the Shotet king slash I guy. He's he's not king. I just forget the word they, they use for him. But he's in charge, and his current gift is to switch memories. And he switches memories with people when he has, like, a really hard day, and he steals their good memories and he gives them the bad, his bad memories. And it's like, no wonder nobody likes you. I wouldn't like it if somebody was like, hey, I'm your brother. Or like, I'm your mom. You know, you're my mom. Um, let me switch out one of your best memories so that I can remember it and you can't. And you can have one of my worst memories. What? Like, I understand that, you know, like, in the current gifts are that you kind of get them... When you get them, there's something like that you're wanting at that time, and then they can kind of grow and change it. So obviously he wanted to be able to like forget these things that were happening to him that he didn't want. But like, come on, like that's just bad. So his goal, his fate is to be killed by a member of the Benesit, and he obviously doesn't want that. So he takes, before he comes into power, his father had kidnapped Akos, and Aisha, because they are oracles. Nah, I don't remember if it was before his dad died. But he kidnaps them because he knows that Aisha is going to be an oracle. And so he wants to use his oracle power to combat his own fate. 
Obviously, we know that's not going to happen, but he tries it. It goes, kind of comes and learns, and then we meet Syra, and she has these shadows underneath her skin that just cause her immense pain, and they cause anybody else who touches them pain as well. And it was, it's so well written in the books, the way, like, the, I, at least I thought it was, that the shadows, like, are traveling all over her arms, and they're darkening, and they're moving beneath her skin, and it was just very, really good right there. I liked that a lot. So, Akos, his current gift is to disrupt the current. So, if he touches you or a current thing that uses the current to kind of power itself, it shuts down or it doesn't work. So, he's able to kind of like turn off her gift for a little while. Obviously, this is kind of where we're going to see into our thing. Like, he's her servant, but they're going to fall in love, and hey, that's cool. And and Akos, he has some Shotek blood in his past, and so he can speak Shotek. And then they are trying to figure out how to stop Ryzak and then escape, and then kidnap him and then save people. It's a, a whole story. It was quite fun, though. So, one of the other things that I was, like, I was a little confused by is that Ryzak has decided to start switching memories with Aisha because he wants to basically steal that oracle power because his reasoning is, well, what is a person but their but their memories, and if I have all his memories and all of his desires, then I'll have the desire to see the future, and that'll be what I get, right? I'll have his powers, but still be able to change memories. And it's like, if you give up, if you trade all your memories, then you won't be able to trade memories anywhere because you'll be Aisha and he'll be Ryzak. He'll just kind of be in different bodies. So I was like, that doesn't make sense. And obviously he didn't really think it through, but, uh, the one thing I was really confused about was how fast Aisha changed into like a second Ryzak or Rizek. Like we have like, we see, okay. Now maybe we just only see one session where Ryzak force switches a bunch of his memories with Aisha, but that's all we see. And that's kind of all that's implied that it's happened. But I, why, I mean, I don't understand why Aisha would, become like such a mirror copy of him so quickly and why Ryzak doesn't turn into a mirror copy of Aisha at the same speed because if he's just switching their childhood then Ryzak would still have Aisha's childhood and that would change still fundamentally change him or you know maybe he's more immune because he's the one doing the memory switching and Aisha isn't but that was just like uh what that part was like a little bit, you know, unsure. I did like that the carve the mark was something like really symbolic that when I show Tet kills somebody, they, they do a mark. And I loved that she was able to play with that cultural kind of divide where it's like, oh yeah, everybody sees these kill marks as like marks of aggression and marks of pride. And like, this is how many people I've killed. And really the marks are about, you know, the loss they're like, oh man, I had, like, I killed this person. This is a mark to remember them by forever, you know, and they, they use the word carve the mark in the book. And that's always just kind of fun when they throw it in there and it works. So I loved that Vass, who's kind of Ryzak's bodyguard and can't feel anything because of the current, 
Um, his fear, like when he fights Akos and Akos can touch him, then he can start feeling stuff and it kind of freaks him out and he's able to be killed because of that. I like that. And I really, I was impressed at, you know, at the very end, kind of when it's revealed that Syra and Akos, neither of them are who they think they are. Syra is not a Noavec and Akos obviously is not a full Thuve because He's part Shotek with the blood, but also their names. The Shotek have kind of harder names, Akos, Ryzek, whereas the the Thuve have like softer names, Sifa, Aisha, Syra. And they even explain it and point it out to you when they're talking about Akos, that his hard K is not really a true Thuve name. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. That doesn't make sense. And then it's like, Hey, wait a minute. Syra is not a hard anything there. So it was like, oh, they, she got me. I was even looking for it and like trying to do it and I still missed it. So yeah, it was a good job, Veronica Roth. You, you got me. But um, I think that's going to wrap up my discussion of Carve the Mark by Veronica Roth. Very good. Very fun. It is a little bit more YA than not YA. That doesn't make it bad. I thought it was a really good example of YA for a sci-fi fantasy story but everybody thanks for listening thanks uh to david hillowitz for the intro and outro music you know please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from it really helps me out and if you ever have any questions or comments or books you want me to read you know send those to leapromancypod at gmail.com and remember to carve up the magic of books <laughs> <laughs>